I'm uh, I'm Steve Scotty. Right now it's uh, 57 degrees. Dubai with it, WICH. I do believe we've got some sunshine, so it could be global warming. I don't know. Anyway, we have on the line a gentleman uh, who's an expert when it comes to climate. Welcome to the program, Steve. Hey, Stu. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure. I mean, uh, just about every American person is confused about global cooling and global warming. What is the truth? What component of it is politics? What part of it is reality? Yeah. (laughs) So I want to... All I can tell you is one time I would like to see, and I don't think it's ever happened, I would like to see both sides in a debate. Has there ever been such a thing? (laughs) Um, There have been, from time to time, you'll find a climate alarmist willing to debate one of us, and they generally lose these things. That's why they don't do it. You know, going to your question, the the one thing uh, we all agree on is that, you know, carbon dioxide is a greenhouse gas. Uh, Beyond that, (laughs) there's really no, no agreement. Um, it's not clear at all. You know, we are told that every emission of carbon dioxide warms the planet. But, of course, for the past eight years, we've emitted 500 billion tons of carbon dioxide, and there's been no warming. So what does that mean? <laughs> that means there's something wrong with their theory. Well, you know, they're going to say that people are going to say, wait a minute, oh, how about all those long 100-degree days we've had in parts of the country? Well... Uh, you know, they're real. We, we've had them, but of course it's been hotter before. It was hotter in the 1920s and 1930s in the U.S., mm-hmm. and that is much CO2 ago. Um, you know, the reality is that uh, extreme weather happens, has always happened, will always happen, and there's no evidence that, um, you know, not using fossil fuels or using less fossil fuels or paying more for fossil fuels, and no evidence that any of that is going to make a difference to the weather or climate. So you're categorized as a uh, climate expert, and some of the other people who are saying, oh, you know, it's, everything's changing because of this or that, um, who are they? Do they think they're climate experts too? Uh, well, I think it's just become a very polarized, yeah, everybody imagines that they're a climate expert. In reality, you know, no one really knows anything. No one has ever predicted, correctly predicted anything about the climate. Uh, you know, I, I'm not an atmospheric scientist. Uh, however, I have worked on the climate issue for decades. Um, you know, I, and so I know that you know no uh, apocalyptic climate prediction has ever come true. I know that the climate models don't work. Um, I, I know that you know as hot as it was this year was not predicted by anybody. And you know, you, you don't have to believe me. Um, the 2022 Nobel Prize winner in physics, uh, it, you know, uh, has said there's no climate crisis, and and, and he knows why, um, because the atmosphere is a lot more complex than the simple notion that carbon dioxide is a greenhouse gas. Well, that's why I want to have you on the program today, because you know we always hear the other side. You know, if uh, if a road needs fixing, it's because of the climate. And, uh, you know, in Maui, the tremendous fires, uh, yeah. right away, the they, the people who are advocates for climate change uh, and global warming, jumped on the fact that uh, the fire was due because of the climate problem, and that proved to be, even they had to admit it, wasn't true. 
Yeah, no, uh, it, it was not unusually dry or warm in Maui this year. Uh, they've got these non-native grasses, which, um, which are you know, very flammable uh, and were allowed negligently to grow and get out of control. And so all you need is you know, a negligent utility. You know, the power line, I guess, started the fire. Among these dry grasses, the government, you know, we had high winds come in, turn into a blowtorch. The government, although it knew this could happen, wasn't prepared for it. There wasn't even water in the fire hydrants. I mean, it, it, this is, you know, a government-made catastrophe. Government's number one job is to keep us safe in Maui. It completely failed. I mean, actually, we all want a clean environment, and um, there are things that I think most of us know to help keep it clean. Yeah. But if we never... Well, uh, of course yeah. we do. Um, mm-hmm. and, and the good news is that we basically have a clean environment. Yes, there are accidents from time to time, um, but generally speaking, we have a clean environment. You know, uh, 50, 60 years ago when we started, we wrote all these environmental laws and created the EPA, et cetera. You know, our environment wasn't as clean as it could be um, because, you know, for, during the 20th century, we were busy, you know, saving the world from from totalitarianism and building our own economy. And then, you know, in the 1970s, we developed the awareness and the wealth uh, to clean up our environment. And, and we, we had we accomplished that, you know, within a couple decades of the 1970s. Uh, you know, I've been working on these issues for 30 years, and ever since I've been working on them, um, you know, it's just been regulatory overkill. We, we are spending... Uh, hundreds of billions of dollars uh, on, on the environment um, and accomplishing nothing but hamstringing our own economy and standard of living. So, Steve, uh, Steve Malloy is with us uh, talking about, yes, climate change, yeah, what's true and what isn't true. But, Steve, um, you know, pretty soon they want to have uh, all electric cars by 2035. Uh, do you yeah. think we'd be in for a little disappointment that nothing will change because of that? Yeah, nothing is going to change um, because emissions don't drive the climate, and it's not even clear that um, you know emissions are going to be reduced by uh, EVs to start with. Uh, you know, you, if, if you buy an EV, you, you have to drive them like eighty thousand miles before you even break even on emissions because there's a lot of energy that goes into making an EV, especially the battery. Uh, <laughs> You know, there there is just and and transportation is only a you know a fraction of total emissions. Um, you know, we have you know China is is building um, and you know the amount of coal power equal to what the United States has right now, and China already has an incredible amount of coal power. India is developing coal power. Uh, you know, we're we're burning more oil than ever. You know, emissions have only gone up. We we've been into what I call climate idiocy now for 35 years, and global emissions have doubled. Um, we all all this green stuff has done is it, only made energy more expensive and and cut our standard of living, and, and taken away some of our freedoms. And and you mentioned EVs, so you know we can't have the kind of cars we want to have now. Cars that work, cars that are convenient, cars that. You know, I, I can uh, fill up my SUV in five minutes and drive 400 miles, uh, find a gas station, spend another five minutes, and drive another 400 miles. Uh, but you can't do that with an EV. And, and, and they cost a lot. So we're, so we're just reducing our standard of living, and we're not getting anything out of it. And, and making ourselves dependent on communist China at the same time, because, um, you know, the metals and minerals and batteries 
that go into EVs and as well as uh, solar panels and wind turbines, um, they all depend on communist China. How much sense does that make? So, you know, I'm I'm trying to be fair and in the middle of this. um, (laughs) But I mean, Steve, you know, some people who say that's a lot of hooey, global, uh, you know, the, the people who don't believe in it, they even want to throw you in jail because of it. Now, is this, uh, in your personal opinion, a political motivation that seems to sway people in a way that politicians would like? Or do you think some of these people really believe it? Well, I, I think it's kind of a mix. Um, you know, the people who are driving the agenda are, it, it, in my view, politically oriented. They tend to be leftists. They are totalitarians. They want the government to control everything because that's what climate is all about. It's about telling you, you know, where to live, what kind of energy you can use, what kind of car you can drive, how many children you can have, what kind of food you can eat, etc. Um, there are a lot of, you know, we, we have a very poor education system, uh, and, and over the past 20 years, you know, we, we're not teaching kids about science. We're, we're teaching kids what to believe, and with climate, you know, that is the, they're teaching the climate agenda that fossil fuels are destroying the planet. And so I'm not surprised that a lot of, especially young people, feel this way because they haven't been taught correctly. They don't really know what, 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 what's what, and yet, you know, when they get to be 21, they get to vote. <laughs> so um, obviously, the, you know, the thing that I object the most is they're not getting the other side, which is a, a sad thing when you just hear one side. You start to believe everything that you hear. Well, yeah, I mean, so education should really teach you. You know, education can't teach you everything because uh, there's a lot to learn and there's just not enough time in school. But it should teach you basic curiosity, and uh, you know, we are we are robbing young people of that. Uh, by you know by just in, you know indoctrinating them with with the, the climate agenda versus you know uh, instilling them with just curiosity about the world and how it works and and you know find out for yourself. So some people when they hear the word fossil they cringe. Is uh, don't we need some of that? <laughs> well, yeah. There's nothing nothing on this planet that happens without fossil fuels. Uh, you you know you can't build. A uh, wind turbine, a solar panel, an EV, a nuclear power plant, a dam, whatever it is, whatever the, you know, what you think of the whatever you imagine the greenest technology to be, it can't be done without fossil fuels. Just can't be. If if we didn't have fossil fuel, you know, fossil fuels have taken human population from less than a billion to more than eight billion today. We just depend on fossil fuels. If we were to you know get the activist wish and stop using fossil fuels today. Within a year, the vast majority of us would be dead. We just have, would have no food. Well, I'd take a little heat instead of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And the thing is, is that, you know, there's been some warming. It, it's been slight uh, and gradual and uh, completely natural. But you have Joe Biden saying that, oh, global warming over the next 10 years is going to be worse than nuclear war. I mean, he actually said that two weeks ago mm-hmm. in, in, in Vietnam at the G20 meeting. <clears throat> I mean, that's just a crazy thought. Then you have, you know, the UN chief out there talking about global boiling. It's crazy. The average global temperature is about 57.5 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> I mean, that's a long way from boiling. Well, the thing that always makes me suspicious, and I believe me, I want to learn as much as I can because I try to get as close to the truth on this program as uh, possibly can, is that we went through 
in the time we've been on this earth, all kinds of ice ages and this and that and, um, you know, and heat. So what caused that as opposed to what's causing it now? Well, no, that's a great point. Uh, There was a study that just came out recently um, that said, you know, uh, like 600,000 years ago, uh, the north of Greenland was ice-free. I mean, today it's a frozen wasteland. You know, 600,000 years ago, carbon dioxide levels were very low. Today they're relatively high, and, and it's still a frozen wasteland. <laughs> you know, the, the, the weather and the climate change constantly. Um, you know, it, uh, and I, you know, people talk about climate change, and well, while it's true that climate changes gradually because. Uh, you know, it always has. Um, you know, we still have the same basic seasons. The temperatures are really basically the same. We, you know, our our ability to measure temperatures uh, is not so precise that you know we can say for sure exactly how much the the uh, you know globe has warmed since the industrial age. We just we can't say that. You know, we heard a lot this summer about uh, you know the. You know the, the heat waves in Phoenix breaking records from like 1974. Well, you know a lot of that heat, that you know, record-breaking heat, is not from the weather. It's from uh, what we call the urban heat island effect in Phoenix. You know all the concrete and asphalt, uh, and where they take the measurements. You know they do it at the airport, which is about the hottest point you can. Um, and, and, and so that has added about five degrees Fahrenheit. To Phoenix temperatures, all the you know concrete and asphalt and waste heat. Um, so you know, it's a complicated issue that activists just like to boil down to: fossil fuels bad, must get rid of them. And um, I mean that is just as a terrible message. It, it, would, it would have it would be have tragic outcomes. So if all of this is not true, or most of it isn't hard true, it's, it's costing the American people a lot of money and making a lot of changes and losing a lot of jobs. I mean, that's serious stuff. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look at, uh, you know, this uh, auto worker strike with Ford. I mean, <clears throat> last year, Ford lost $30,000 per electric vehicle sold. This year, it stands to lose more. Um, <laughs> and, 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 and then, from you know, from the union perspective, uh, this EV business is going to, um, you know, cut, you know, cause a reduction of about 30% of auto worker jobs. I mean, who's this working out for? You know, it, it's not like EVs are saving the planet. They're more expensive. They're hurting the company. They're hurting the auto workers. Yet, you know, uh, Joe Biden is out there pushing it like it's the greatest thing since sliced bread, and there's just simply no evidence of that. Well, you know better than I, probably. They have captured the younger audience completely. I mean, all the young people I know are just getting out of college, and uh, there's there's no gray area in this, no gray area whatsoever. Right. Well, you know, we have, like, a Greta Thunberg, you know, the Swedish climate right. activist who's, who, oh, yeah. who, you know, since she was, like, 14 or something, <laughs> you know, and, and she got to testify in Congress at, at age 15 or something like that. And... It's, it, you know, we have elevated these uh, you know, empty-headed children uh, to the status of uh, you, you know, the wisest people in the world. And it just it, it makes no sense. It's, it's very cynical on the part of the uh, climate alarmists to you know, use these children as human shields. You know, they have children suing oil companies now. I mean, this is crazy. These, uh, the, the, what do these kids know, junior high kids? 
middle school kids, what do they know about the climate? Nothing except what they've been brainwashed uh, to parrot. Well, it seems like um, everybody wants to be a hero, and you say, well, if this is true, then I want to get on the bandwagon, and uh, I'm the type of person, I just want all the facts. This was an interesting email that I got. Um, Later said, uh, I have not checked on this 100%. This is what the email was. The Arctic Ocean is warming up. Icebergs are growing scarcer, and in some places the seals are finding the water too hot, according to a report to the Commerce Department yesterday from the consulate at Bergen. This is uh, within, uh, you know, the last few days I got this particular email, and they weren't, you know, sure if it was actually factual. But it goes on to say, in Norway, reports from fishermen, seal hunters, and explorers all point to a radical change in climate conditions. And here... or to unheard of temperatures in the Arctic. Exploration expeditions report that scarcely any ice has been met as far north as 81 degrees, 29 minutes, surrounding the depth of 3,100 meters. Great masses of ice have been replaced by moraines of earth and stones, the report continued, while at many points, well-known glaciers have entirely disappeared. Many, few, many, very few seals and no whitefish are found in the eastern Arctic, while vast shoals of herring and smelts, which have never before ventured so far north, are being encountered in the old seal fishing grounds. Yeah. This report well, allegedly came out 100 years ago. <laughs> 100 years ago, in 1922, actually 1922, yeah. published in the Washington Post. Yeah, so, so the Arctic is, you know, the weather there is quite variable, as is the ice. Um, you know, the, the, uh, this year's ice is the same as the <clears throat> amount of ice uh, in 2005, despite 800 billion tons of emissions. So I guess every emission doesn't warm the planet and melt the Arctic ice. Um, you know, we hear uh, lots of scare stories about the Arctic, uh, and the ice, you know, there is less ice than there was in 1979 when we first started monitoring it. But, you know, it's interesting. Um, there was a period of global cooling during the middle 20th century, which ended about 1979. So mm-hmm. Arctic ice was kind of at a maximum then, uh, and since then it has declined. Um, and, you know, it's it's going to refreeze again <laughs> if, if, you know, if that's what the... What makes you happy? Uh, more Arctic ice. There's going to be more Arctic ice one day. I don't know when, uh, but everything goes in cycles. It appears, if you really follow history, uh, that to be. Uh, I really started to get suspicious when I was getting calls about, you know, global warming, global warming, and I certainly want to get to the truth here. And then we went through a very cold period uh, in this area for a number of weeks, and then people started to say, "Well, it's climate change." It's not global warming anymore. It's climate change. So I say, wait a minute. What is it? <laughs> which which way are we going with this? Well, so that's it. You know, people uh, have sort of gotten hypersensitive to the weather, hyper aware of the weather. You know, in the, in, in the middle 20th century was global cooling. Then it became global warming. When that didn't work out so well, it became climate change and then extreme weather. Uh, and then, you know, this year we're into this era of global boiling. <laughs> Yeah. And it, it's all just kind of it, it, it's it would it would be funny if it wasn't so serious because um, you know there are uh, a lot of people, especially in the government, 
in the global government that want to change our standard, you know, reduce our standard of living in hopes of, you know, changing the weather, which is just totally nuts. Steve, do you have time for a couple of callers? Uh, sure. Right, got a question here. Hi, WICH. You have a question for Steve. I, I do, Steve. Thank you. Um, I can't hear you too well, but I'll ask my question. Um, so uh, one of the things I think of that doesn't directly have to do with water, and you get to this empty-headed political correctness in a way, uh, and that has to do with these new fixtures for your kitchen faucet or whatever faucet you want to use, where it reduces the water flow. Now, my landlord has recently invested in these, and I realize if the landlord's listening, they're trying to do the right thing. I respect that. But what ends up happening is you have to run the water longer in order to get the hot water up through the pipes, therefore using just as much water, maybe more. I, I'll take your response off the air. Okay, thank <laughs> you, sir. <clears throat> well, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. Uh, you know, we, we implement all these, you know, water-saving, electricity-saving you know, energy efficient uh, appliances and whatnot, they're, they cost a lot of money, but in the end, do they actually save anything? Well, no, you know, few people have ever gone back to look. I mean, my theory is that, uh, you know, all this energy efficiency, water efficiency, just makes the resource more expensive, um, doesn't really make it more available or anything. You know, water is the most abundant substance on the planet. There's nobody that should not have water. Uh, if they need it, if you can't get it, or it's too expensive, or it's inconvenient, it's it's likely because of you know the government uh, and the green agenda. Because you just tuned in, folks. Steve Malloy, who is uh, an expert on climate, and I know a lot of people will say that uh, exposing the media's climate lies. So uh, I'm getting his side of the story, which I think we should all get both sides. Hi, welcome to the program. Yeah, hey, Stuart, this is James. How are you? Hi, James. You have a question for my guest. Yeah, well, yeah, I, I do. Is it um, uh, is it the extremists? Are they are they the ones responsible for uh, predicting the end of the world so many times? You know how many times the world's supposed to end? Since <laughs> the beginning of time, yes. <laughs> you, you know, you know, you know. Now, are those are the ones that are predicting the extreme. Uh, <clears throat> the extremists of the global warming. All right. Thank you. Thanks, James. Uh, well, what are they predicting? Well, yet? they do a lot of that. If you've ever heard of Paul Ehrlich, who wrote the population bomb in the 1960s, <clears throat> he's also a global warming fanatic. Um, he predicted that, he predicted in 1969 that we would all disappear in a blue cloud of steam by 1989. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah they, they are yeah. behind a uh, a lot of the modern uh, apocalyptic predictions from you know, the, about the environment. Steve, I'm going to take a short break, and then I'm going to ask you about some of the, the definite things you feel have been debunked on some of the rhetoric with uh, global... Okay. And we'll be right back. 889-5252 if you'd like to uh, check in. Stu Breyer with you at WICH. It's a pleasure to have on the program the other side of uh, what we're hearing inundated with every uh, every day with the uh, climate change. Steve Malloy. Steve, just a little more background on yourself before we go any further, because I know people are going to be asking, all right, who is this guy? 
Uh, yeah, I have been working on environmental issues for 33 years, um, environment public health issues. I'm a biostatistician by training. I'm also a lawyer. Uh, I have worked for, I've worked as a consultant. Uh, I have worked in, um, in nonprofits. And I have been in the financial services industries to manage a mutual fund. So I have a pretty broad background in all this stuff. So then you would have a pretty good idea that uh, gas coming from cows does not change the climate? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Methane uh, has no effect on the climate. It's a greenhouse gas. It, you know, in, a, in a sort of a laboratory mm-hmm. setting, it would be a greenhouse gas. But once it gets into the atmosphere, <clears throat> things are a lot more complex. And you know, the, the greenhouse effect is uh, the vast majority of it is water vapor. And water vapor uh, outcompetes carbon dioxide and methane for. Uh, trapping heat. So methane is kind of irrelevant to climate. Okay. Well, if that was true, I was going to say we should invent electric cows. Let's see how <laughs> that goes. But let me take this question. Hi, WICH. <clears throat> Hello. What's your question for my guest? Well, I was wondering if he reads the Epic Times and if he knows anything about this Nobel Prize laureate John Clauser who signed on with 1,600 other professionals saying there's no climate emergency and Earth's history over thousands of years shows a consistently changing climate. And there's a huge article about how CO2, you need it to live because it grows plants and everything. So has he heard anything about that and does he read the Epic Times? All right, thank you. Big article in the Epic Times. Yeah, of, of course. Uh, John Clauser is the 2022 Nobel Physics Prize winner. He has, um, you know, come out and said there's no climate crisis. Uh, there was a great article in the Epic Times uh, about him and about this. Uh, I, I'm actually one of the signatories, of one of the 1,600 that signed on to that petition. Uh, you know, there, there are a lot of people that haven't fallen for the climate scam. Carbon dioxide, of course, carbon, without carbon dioxide, uh, we would all be dead. It's uh, plant food. Uh, interestingly enough, Apple Computer came out with a new ad uh, claiming they're going to be carbon neutral by 2030. And in, in the ad, uh, there's this woman who says that Apple is going to permanently remove carbon from the atmosphere. Well, if it did that, we would all be dead. Interestingly enough, the woman that says that is, is the former uh, Obama administration um, EPA chief. <laughs> And she doesn't know that carbon dioxide is vital to life on this planet. It's kind of scary. You know, there's some people we know will never change their mind because nobody wants to admit they've been duped. (laughs) But all I ask people is to get both sides, and that's what we're getting today. And I don't see a lot of people like yourself on network television. Uh, is it they won't they won't want you on the program or I, yeah, am well, I missing yeah, we, you? We, you? We can't be in mainstream media. <laughs> okay. we're, we're not on network TV. We're not in the, in the New York Times or Washington Post. That's very uh, sad. I, I am often on Fox News and uh, you know Newsmax and stations like that, but uh, haven't been on networks in a long time. WICH, you have a question for our guest, please. I do, as a matter of fact. Good morning, by the way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to ask him. I, I've, I've seen in, in books, science books, it was actually a geology book that had the best one, where they show the, the various ice ages from the ice cores and other other data for the last seven to eight ice ages, and they're very consistent, and they're very, you know, and, and 
and every previous ice age and melt, subsequent melt with the Ren, modern man wasn't even close to being in existence. I, I don't. Have you ever heard a good explanation for why the CO2 and all that other thing went up and then back down other than four trees? Because we know it's happening, and we know it's been hotter than it is now before man ever existed. Okay, but uh, have them discuss so, that. Anyway. Thank you, sir. The connection wasn't great. I hope you got that. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so CO2 increases uh, naturally with warmth. As a matter of fact, the ice cores he mentioned, it, you can go back 600,000 years, and the, and the ice cores that have been drilled from the Antarctic show that uh, warming is what raises CO2. It's not CO2 causes warming. It's warming raises CO2. And the reason for that is because uh, with with warming, plants grow, and then it becomes this cycle where you know plants grow, uh, uh, increases the, the carbon cycle, and that's how that happens. Are we having more hurricanes? No, no, We're not having, not having more hurricanes, not having more tornadoes. We're, there's there's not a single type of natural disaster uh, that, uh, which correlates at all with emissions or the slight warming we've seen. Not a single type of natural disaster. So, Steve, tell me, uh, with all the accusations, uh, ones that you're 100% sure have been debunked and turn out to be ridiculous. Can you tell us a few of those? Well, I think the most important one is this notion that emissions are driving uh, warming. I think it's pretty clear that, you know, we talked about this earlier. We're told that every emission warms the planet. <clears throat> That's simply not true. Uh, just for the last eight years, for example, we've had 500 billion tons of emissions but no warming. So how can every emission warm the planet? What's really been going on <clears throat> is that since 1980 there's been a series of El Ninos, and El Nino is this natural warming of the Pacific, which changes the global global weather. So we've had a series of those since uh, the 1980s, and that has caused the slight warming. So I think that's the main one. Um, you know, the other one is we, we you know, all, every weather event is blamed on climate nowadays. Of course. Uh, and of course, none of that is true. These, these claims all come from computer models where the you know the assumption is built in that CO2 causes bad weather, <laughs> so the models are just regurgitating you know the input, uh, and it's totally silly. We always had bad weather. We'll always have bad weather, um, and it's got nothing to do with emissions. Uh, you know, in the United States, heat waves have dramatically declined over the past 100 years. Dramatically declines. Emissions have nothing to do with heat waves. Interesting. So, Steve, uh, am I a bad guy because I hope that we have a warm winter so we won't pay these big bills? <laughs> Does that mean I'm for it, uh, global warming? No, look, warming, warming means more life. You know, more people die in cold weather than from hot weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just, it's, it's always been that way. It's always going to be that way. Uh, warmth gives life. Cold causes death. Uh, no, you're not a bad guy. Um, you know, <laughs> oil prices are horrible. What? The oil prices are horrible now. Yeah, oil prices are needlessly high. You know, under under uh, Donald Trump, Donald Trump's policy was energy dominance, um, and so we, the United States, was able to control the marginal price of oil. Uh, when when Joe Biden became president. 
um, you know, he basically scared the oil industry, and there's been less investment. And, you know, foreigners know that we have this climate agenda, and we do not intend to keep producing oil. So we're not in charge of the marginal price of oil anymore. And we are back to where we were in the 1970s, 1980s, 1990s, 2000s, where we're, we're, we're at the mercy of OPEC. You know, to the point where Joe Biden has to go to OPEC and and, and plead for <clears throat> more oil production. Of course, they turn him down every time. I wonder if people realize, and I agree with you 100 percent, that uh, a few years ago when we were legitimately energy independent, I thought, wow, that is the most, that is the fantastic. We don't have to ask people from other countries that would like to blow our brains out. But that has gone. Hmm? That's gone for now. I mean, as long as the world uh, thinks that the United States is not going to, you know, go all out with fossil fuel production, <clears throat> we're going to be at the mercy of OPEC. I lost somebody on the line, but if you'd like to call back, I'll take you next at 889-5252. So how can folks get uh, more information? With your information, I just like people to hear the other side, and uh, many people do not. Well, uh, my, my website is junkscience.com, but I, I am most active on Twitter. And, you know, I do a daily uh, news um, roundup through, on Twitter, so, or, you know, X, <laughs> as it's no, now known. Oh, yes, so I've got to get used to that. that mm-hmm. Okay, uh, I do have that other caller, so. Hi, what's your question for my guest? <laughs> Hi. Uh, Hi. So, I've heard, like, Al Gore, for, I'm going to use as an example. When he lost the election for president, he was worth a couple of million, and now he's worth like a hundred. So, how does he earn the money from claiming that we have a climate emergency? <laughs> okay, thank you. How did uh, Al? How did Al Gore get so much richer when he got into this uh, climate thing? Right. <clears throat> well, global you know, he was just able to cash in on his. <laughs> Uh, celebrity and yeah, uh, which was greatly you know raised through his climate hysteria uh, you know he, he uh, joined Google uh, made a lot of money there um, you, know, he, uh, <laughs> you know he's 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 been able to surf the climate scam um, there, there, there was, there's been a lot of money in it. Well, it's, sure, it's if you can make money on something, you're going to do it. Well, Steve, it's, it's a pleasure to talk to you. There probably will be some listeners mad at me because I had you on the program giving your opinion, and I hope if they are, they'll call after our interview. But a lot of what you say to me makes a lot of sense. So now we'll just, uh, we won't get mad at the cows, and uh, people who can't afford electric cars shouldn't be panicking at the moment, in my opinion, but... Uh, Thanks for being with us. Thank you. It's been very enlightening. All right, thank you. Talk to you again.